this episode of Mentor Moments, we are welcomed by Chris Claus. Chris Claus is the Assistant Commissioner of DESE and the Office of Adult Learning and Rehabilitation for the state of Missouri. Well, Chris, we just want to welcome you and thank you to uh, our podcast, Mentor Moments. Uh, we're looking forward to hearing your story. So if you don't mind, let's jump right in. Can you tell us a little bit about your your career? Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for having me. I am a, a big fan of the podcast and I'm looking forward to getting to spend t- some time with you and Brayton. Um, so currently, my title is Assistant Commissioner of the Adult Learning and Rehabilitation Services office within the Missouri Department of Elementary and Secondary Education. So um, one of the, the, the most important things, one of the very important things I should say that I get to do is, uh, is lead and, and direct the uh, state VR program. Um, I also have responsibilities with leading and directing the state disability determination program, as well as our veterans education program. Um, but I know for the purposes today, I'm going to talk mostly about my experiences on the VR side, since that's how I, I came up. Uh, through that, through the VR program. Um, so yeah, so in terms of my career, it, it really goes back um, about, let's see, 2004. Um, I didn't start with VR until 2007, but in 2004, I had, uh, I spent from 2004 to 2007 working um, in outpatient uh, community mental health. And that's where I really learned about VR and I learned about the power of, of employment. Um, in people's lives. And it was through those experiences of working with people who are living in the community who are also um, undergoing treatment for pretty significant, um, you know, mental health needs um, where the light bulb went off for me. And I, and I vividly remember one gentleman in particular, um, how important and impactful going to work was for him and his mental health treatment. And from then I was kind of hooked. And, and within a year or two, um, my boss at the time told me about this place called Voc Rehab. Um, and, uh, this was in Sedalia, Missouri. And, uh, so it wasn't long before I found the Sedalia Voc Rehab office, got connected with those folks and got to understand that, that, um, there are jobs where you can do that literally all day, every day, work with people, um, with a variety of disabilities and helping them bring employment into their lives. And so, um, fast forward to the story, uh, I, uh, I waited until there was an opening for a counselor position applied and was fortunate enough to get hired uh, in 2007. And I've spent the last 15 years uh, getting to do a lot of different types of, of work within the VR, uh, Missouri VR uh, program. So um, that's a, a, a brief history. I could talk a lot longer, but I won't. No, that's awesome. There's a little parallel with me in, in 2004 is when I first came to Maryville as well. And so it uh, reminds me of just some good positive times that that yeah. uh, what Missouri has brought us. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, I'm curious of if there are any kinds of highlights about um, your career or like where you work now that you really really love. Yeah, where I work now. I mean, I can I can quickly tell you what I what I love about where I work now, and it's absolutely um, the people. We have um, amazing amazing people. Um, at really all the programs that I work with. But when it comes to VR, um, you know, one of the things I think that makes our organization, um, one of the things that attracts uh, people to us is this the mission of the work. Um, we all um, understand how important having a job, a career um, that we love and that gives us um, meaning and value, how important that is just to our overall well-being. 
Um, and so it just naturally attracts people who, who get that. Um, and then we have folks doing all kinds of, of amazing work to support the program um, and the almost 300 employees that we have um, all across the state. So I just, I'm very, very fortunate to get to work with really smart, really talented, really dedicated uh, professionals um, every day. And, uh, and we're all united by that, that common thread of, of, uh, of understanding and believing in our, in our mission, which is to empower people with disabilities through employment. So I, I absolutely love coming to work every single day. Chris, you know, that's, that's awesome to hear. You know, we've, we've interviewed a few, a few of your colleagues, right, from, from yeah. Missouri Vocational Rehabilitation. And I think every single one of them talked about the power of the mission and the culture uh, of the state of Missouri. So I guess I just really want to echo that again. And if anybody's listening in the state of Missouri and wants to work for Missouri Voc Rehab, this isn't just you know, uh, talk, right. It's just not words on a, on a bulletin board that, that that's really, uh, your mission, um, that comes through every day with, with your employees, with the counselors and, and, and staff. That's great to hear. And, and I will say that it, I've, like I mentioned before, I've been with Missouri VR for 15 years and it's been that way in my entire 15 years. Um, it, it really is a, a legacy that, um, has carried on, um, over time and through um, different leaders and different um, folks coming in and out of the organization, but it makes a huge difference. Makes a huge difference. Yeah. So, so Chris, we have a, a wide range of listeners. We have uh, listeners who are starting their careers or mid into their careers or uh, have fairly experienced now. So, looking at your career and your career development, where would you say you are in that path? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I didn't mention that the position that I currently have, um, I was just um, fortunate enough to be promoted into two months ago. So, um, you know, it's a pretty exciting time for me. Um, you know, I was pretty close to the job. Like I, I worked um, very closely with Tim Gaines, our, our previous director, for four years and have known Tim for a lot longer than that. Um, but there's still it's still different when it's actually when when you're in the when you're in the seat, so to speak. Um, so it's still very much learning. Um, even though I knew a lot, there's a lot more to learn. Um, so I'm learning every day. Um, you know, I would, you know, when I think about my career, I would say I'm kind of right at that midpoint, maybe. Um, I don't, you know, right now I'm really focused on uh, the work and the job that I'm doing. And I wholeheartedly intend to do this job as long as they'll let me keep doing it um, until I retire from the state of Missouri. Um but I think one of the things that's uh, that's also pretty cool about working for, for Missouri VR and for state government is that, you know, when I do get to a point, um, and honestly, it, it's still a long ways away, but it's not a long ways away at the same time before I, I could retire um, from state state government. Um, I have uh, other options potentially on the table that exist across the country to continue to support the VR program. But um, so I'd say I'm kind of at that midpoint. Um Definitely not thinking about retiring, but but also looking at uh, maybe what might even be beyond, um, you know, those retirement years, which for me are still at least, you know, 12, 13, 15 years away. Chris, I, I appreciate that and, and, and listen to you talk about where you're at in your career and, and sort of where you see yourself going and, and staying. And, and that's something like this season two of Metro Moments, we really wanted to spend a little bit extra time and, and having people think about where they're at in their career and sort of what they want to accomplish in that 
stage, you know? So in one way you, you said your experience, but you also said, well, you're still sort of new. So you're still new in a new job, I should say. And so you're, you're, you're sort of have this unique position where you're like, I mean, I can see it in your face when you talk, you still light up about, again, the honor that you have to represent the state and, and the staff and that you're still excited to sort of take the the program to the next level. So I guess I just want to make sure the our listeners, you know, they can't see your face, but I can. So I want them to sort of see that that excitement and passion in your face. Definitely. Yeah, I'm glad it's coming through because I, I feel it inside every day. And it, and it really is honor is, is, is a good word. Um, but really, and it's just it's such a it's such an exciting challenge as well, right? I mean, it, it's a big job. It's an important job that I have. Um, but it's so, um, there's so much opportunity. Um, and that's what gets me excited every day. I mean, we, we just came off of a, of a leadership uh, team retreat. I was telling Dr. Keener before we, we started um, yesterday and today. And one of the things um, that we talked about was how we as an organization have to be um, nimble and flexible in, in regards to, to even getting in front of as best we can, the changing needs of the people that we serve, you know, when the world, the world changes faster than it is changing faster than it ever has. And when the world change changes, the needs of the people that we serve change. Um, and that's, that's a big task. It's a big, um, it's a big job. Um, but it's, it's exciting at the same time. It means we get to be, um, creative and, and flexible and, uh, and forward thinking, and uh, and we have the we have the perfect team at uh, Missouri VR to do that. So um, it's very exciting. It's an exciting time for me personally, but it's also an exciting time for our organization. Yeah, I've I've heard you kind of speak a few times, Chris, and and over the summer you mentioned about sort of your leadership philosophy, or one thing you like to do is sort of you're always trying to be one or two steps ahead, or sort of that that future orientation. And so again, to me, that just struck me and I don't want to steal the wind if that's your mentor moment but like I think that's another tip that anybody sort of how how are you planning for today but more importantly tomorrow right that that uh, as you said things can change quickly and we need to be able to adapt and and be ready for those changes all right Chris so part of season two we really want our guests to to really think about and share with us a particular moment in that career that was impactful to them and sort of your development so we'd love to hear what you have to say. Yeah, actually, I hope it's okay if I share more than one. Um, I've talked a little bit about one already, which was the, the acknowledgement of the power of work um, in the lives of the people that I was serving um, as a community mental health uh, specialist. Um, and there's two more that, that come to mind. One, the first one is I always got, and I won't say the name. I still vividly remember the name just for confidentiality's sake, but I still remember as if it happened yesterday, my first successful uh, VR closure, which was uh, more than 15 years ago now. Um, the, uh, it was a young man, and he was so excited that he and his mom drove all the way physically into the office um, so he could let me know that he got the job. Um, and uh, he gave me a high five and it was, it was like the, the greatest thing in the world. Um, and I'll never forget that. And I'll never forget how that made me feel. Um, and, and also what I, how I think it made him feel. Um, and that, that's something I think about quite often. Um, uh, to be quite honest, it's, it's a good uh, reminder of, of uh, the importance of the work. Cause obviously now I'm not in a position where I'm, you know, working directly with, with the people that we serve. Um, 
but I know those same kinds of stories and even better ones are happening every day with our um, amazing counselors out there all across the state. Um, so that was a really impactful moment for me. And I think the reason that was so impactful was, and I think where it's how, why it's helped me um, in the, the jobs that I've had since then is I really had to feel that, um, you know, I, I kind of, sometimes I like to say I'm, I'm the kind of person who likes to get my hands dirty when it comes to the work. Um, I have a hard time um, sometimes um, just having other people do things uh, maybe because I don't have, feel like I have time or anything like that I, to really understand it. I kind of have to do it. And so the value of being a counselor um, for four years is, is invaluable in that regard. And now I know lots of things have changed, so I, I don't want to act like I could jump back in and be a counselor uh, today because I, I have a, I have a lot, a, a, a high learning curve there for sure. But, but I do still vividly remember um, what that feels like. And that's, that's important. So the, the second thing that comes to mind uh, that was, has been really impactful and really connects with, with the, um, the job that I'm doing now in my role as the, as the director um, of the Missouri VR uh, general program um, was a, a brief but powerful comment that um, uh, one of my coworkers now um, at the time he was, um, he wasn't, but um, I knew him pretty well. Um, his name is uh, Bert Schulte and, uh, and Dr. Schulte, um, this is probably seven or eight years ago now. Um, he really just, um, we were at a conference. We were going through the lunch buffet. We hadn't even really been having a conversation about anything in particular. Um, and he looked over at me and he said, you know, you could be the VR director one day. <laughs> and then he just kept on down the line getting his plate. And it really caught me off guard because to be quite honest, our director at the time wasn't anywhere, you know, close to, she wasn't talking about retirement. Um, I didn't really have specific plans or thoughts. I was just enjoying my career and, and wanting to get better at the job that I had at the time. Um, but as time moved forward and, um, and Dr. Lloyd, um, two, two directors ago, as she started to approach retirement, you know, I started to think more about that. And then, you know, got a chance to work really closely with Tim as he came into his role as our most uh, previous uh, director. And so then it was like things started to look like, well, maybe this could be an opportunity for me. But that was an impactful moment for me because he planted that seed that that really took several years uh, uh, to grow, so to speak, in, in my mind. Um, and when the time came and I did have the opportunity I felt like I had already mentally done a lot of work and was and was much more prepared and could actually envision and see myself um, in that role. And I don't know that 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 I would have felt as prepared had that had had Bert and Dr. Schulte not, not said that to me. And so I, I told him the other day, um, actually, when I was talking to him, I promised him, I said, you know, you gave me a really powerful gift when you did that. And, and I'm going to I'm going to pay that forward uh, one of these days to somebody else. Um, so that's another moment that really stands out uh, to me. Chris, that's pretty, you know, amazing. And, and it just makes me think when when we talk about sort of career development, that there's there's that self-efficacy piece that you believe in yourself or you can see yourself right in that role. And that like, again, that moment was that first, as you said, well, maybe I never really thought of it. Well, maybe I can, maybe, you know, and and again, it's kind of like, you know, maybe athletes when they start visualizing or write down the goal every day and read it or start practicing it, they, they, they start seeing it in their mind before they're there. And that's, I guess that's what and you telling that story. That's sort of reminded me of, of those, uh, those other moments. 
Yeah, that's a great, uh, you made me think of something else. That's a great kind of analogy because what I would find myself doing um, after I kind of started to process his comment, um, when I would be in meetings and I would see Dr. Lloyd or I would see Tim faced with tough decisions or, you know, difficult conversations, I would kind of in my mind think about, well, what would I do if I was in that, if I was in that position? Um, and I not only got to, uh, I got to kind of walk through that, that mentally many, many times over many years. Um, but again, it, it, uh, not that, not that I'm professing to have all the answers, but it certainly, um, helped me build that confidence, um, that, uh, that, that I could navigate those tough situations. And I don't think I would have looked at it that way had that not been the case. I would have probably been sitting there just, you know, waiting to receive whatever um, the answer was going to be from from the boss. But uh, but it was a powerful, very simple, but very powerful comment that uh, Dr. Schulte made. So I uh, really appreciate that. Yeah, and I think that it only highlights the, the importance of having that like supervisor that went or that like mentor relationship. Um, I, it's something that can sometimes be overlooked, but just having that person that can not only say, you know, who you are and as, uh, an employee, but also like what you could be, that's, that's a really, really powerful thing. Um, and I, I'm really appreciative that Chris, like you noticed that and that that's something that you want to continue doing. Um, I love that. So Chris, you've already, touched on a couple things about your career that you love and those are awesome awesome things that you've um shared with us i'm curious if there are a couple more things just about your career as a whole um that are have been really exciting for you that maybe um other careers wouldn't have been able to provide yeah so i have mentioned a few things the 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 primary things that that excite me every day you know um when i wake up to, to get to work um, but a couple other things that have been really amazing, um, I guess just kind of, I, w- I want to say byproducts, but they're all, they're almost really important integral pieces at the same time, which is just the network that I've been able to develop. I mean, both in Missouri and across the country, um, the VR community is a, you know, is a pretty tight knit group, um, so to speak. Um, you know, it's very common to go to, you know, now that conferences are coming back, I'm so excited. CSAVR is happening again in person this fall, um, and uh, going to get to be there. and And when you walk in, it feels like you're with your people. Um, you don't even know all the people. You know some of the people, um, but uh, but you go to these events, you go to these conferences, you log into these national you know webinars, and you see names and faces um, from literally all over the the country, and sometimes even you know. Um, U.S. territories, you know, as well. It, it's a, it's an amazing, it's an amazing network of folks um, that that I feel like I get to be a part of, um, and just learning so much. Every state is so different. You can't necessarily just copy what you know what someone's doing in California or, or or Kansas and drop it into Missouri. But you could certainly, and I do learn so much from listening uh, and, and and listening and talking to my my colleagues and peers from across the country. But even right here in Missouri, I know um, Dr. Keener, you know, is, a, is an important part of the, the Missouri Rehab Association family, uh, both locally and, and at the statewide level. And, you know, I, I feel like no matter what part of Missouri I'm in, um, there's someone that I know that's probably pretty close by. 
um, whether that's just to, to chit chat and say hi, or whether that's to, to talk about something that's, that's work related. Um, so that's a really cool, cool thing. I haven't really worked um, this extensively in other industries, so I don't know if that's similar or different, um, but I know it's good and I know that, that, I, that I like it and I know that I appreciate it. Um, so that's a really cool part of, of, of being a part of that um, the VR um, family, so to speak. Well, Chris, we're going to change gears here a little bit. And as we all know, we're more than our job, even though that's a major, you know, again, source of self-efficacy and, and pride. So tell us a little bit of like what you'd like to do outside of work. Well, that's a great question. So I just, let's see, I'm, I'm relearning because um, in July, so just two months ago, I actually finished my dissertation. And, uh, and for the last the six and a half years prior to that, I was a uh, I didn't do much else other than school or work is what it felt like anyways. Um, but now that I've had a couple months to, to, to see, uh, to be reminded of what that's like, um, definitely my family. Um, I have uh, an amazing wife, uh, Tanya. She and I have been married for 19 years. She is a, it's been a school counselor for a long time. And this year she started, uh, she just transitioned into a job as a school psych examiner. So she does, you know, IQ testing and things like that for kids at a, at a nearby school district. Um, and then we have two daughters. Uh, my oldest daughter, Ellie, is actually a, uh, just beginning her freshman year at uh, Missouri State University down in Springfield. Um, super proud of her. Um, she's doing a great job and, and seems to be having a good time. Um, and then our youngest daughter, Amelia, is uh, 13 and she's a seventh grader. And uh, uh, she's doing wonderful at school and loves to play volleyball. Um, and actually she is my, uh, she's my, my partner for my other, uh, I guess my main hobby, which is just, I'm a consumer of, of sports, whether it be on TV or in person. Um, I love to go, you know, we're not too far from Columbia, so we'll go watch, you know, Mizzou, you know, women's basketball games and volleyball games and men's basketball games, um, sometimes some football games, um, and, uh, and a lot of basketball and, and football and baseball on TV, um, She's actually, Amelia's gotten me lately into the women's game. So we went over and checked out our first WNBA game in Indianapolis earlier this summer. Um, we've got some plans to go uh, watch a, a college basketball game. Um, I'm a big, I graduated from Indiana University with my bachelor's degree. So I'm a huge IU basketball fan. Uh, and they're playing over at, uh, they're playing those, uh, those Jayhawks uh, later this year uh, over in, in Lawrence. So we're going to make a trip over there and check that game out. So really just a big concern consumer of, of sports. Um, I, uh, I shouldn't say this, but I will. I am a Cincinnati Reds uh, baseball fan, which is like heresy living in mid Missouri to be anything other than a Cardinals fan. Um, but, uh, it's, uh, it's been a tough few years for us Reds fans, but, um, I have to be, uh, I have to own that because, uh, anyone who knows me knows that I'm a Reds fan. So, I love sports, basically. I love watching sports and watching my kids play sports and, and engaging with that uh, with them as well. So those are some of my big hobbies. Appreciate that uh, bravery and transparency. <laughs> yeah, so shifting gears a little bit again, um, becoming a member of professional organizations, that's something that we have always uh, uh, tried to highlight in our episodes of Mentor Moments. We think that... Um, 
being parts of being a participant and a member of a professional organization has um, countless of uh, benefits to those in their careers. Um, and so we would love to hear if there are any kinds of professional organizations that you are a part of or um, have really uh, shaped your development in your career. Yeah, I kind of mentioned it earlier, Missouri Rehabilitation Association or MRA. Um, I've uh, been a member for, I don't even know, most of my 15 years. Um, and uh, I, it started with um, just simply being invited as a counselor to, to uh, participate and, and be a part of a, of a group leading a breakout session. I didn't know what MRA was or anything like that, but went to the conference, um, had a great time speaking at the breakout session and, and uh, really quickly got to see that MRA and the rehabilitation community is much bigger than just, you know, BR. Um, all of our wonderful um, CRP, our community rehabilitation program partners, um, were there and getting to see and, and learn from them as well um, was really uh, exciting. A lot of folks in the private, uh, the private side of the rehab community, folks on the education side, um, gosh, uh, who am I forgetting? Oh, our friends from VAVR. Um, and then even seeing some folks from outside of the rehabilitation community, uh, maybe uh, in kind of more of like an HR setting or interested in learning how to diversify their workforces. Um, so really this cool kind of collection of, of folks who all are kind of united by this idea, um, this mission, if you will, to, to help people with disabilities uh, have, have equal access to the, to the labor market and jobs. Um, so yeah, it just kind of, it just snowballs. I mean, really, you just have to kind of take that, from my experience, it was like that first step then led to me wanting to just attend the conference the next year as an attendee, which I did. And then before you know it, um, you really start to develop this this network. And, and developing a network for me has been important, um, kind of like at a real obvious level, like it gives you actual people that you can connect with and, and learn from or, um, or ask questions of, or even sometimes just um, partner with uh, on projects or, um, or programs or things like that. Um, but it also kind of, like I said earlier, I mean, it, it, it went a long way for helping me just kind of have a better understanding of the community of, of rehabilitation professionals um, and having an appreciation for what that is and, and how that um, not only has worked, but can work. Um, and when you see it, when you kind of get that bigger picture view um, and opportunities come along, um, down the road, whether they be at statewide level or the local level, um, it makes it a little easier to understand um, how to uh, how to put yourself or the people that you're that you're working with in positions um, for success, and and ultimately that that uh, you know leads to success for the people that that we're here to serve. So there's just so much. There's not really a for me. There wasn't a wasn't a real linear process, um, but I can sit back and say now after having served several different roles on the state. Um, the state board, um, that it's been a, a, a fantastic experience. Um, it is, uh, as, as many of the listeners, and I know um, Brayton and Dr. Keener, you know too, it does take time. It is a commitment, um, but it certainly is an investment that's worth it, both personally and professionally in the long run. And so I encourage anybody, um, definitely MRA, I encourage you to, to consider MRA, um, but any way you can get connected, whether it be locally or across the state, is, is, is going to be a good thing for you. All right, Chris, we have come to the climax, I guess, of our episode. We're ready to hear it. So let us know, let the listeners know your mentor moment. All right. 
Well, when I when I thought about this um, question, I can tell you that the very first thing that came to mind, and I've continued to think about it, and I think it, it is my mentor moment for sure. Um, part of my leadership journey um, was to really find a person, um, a leadership thinker, if you will, somebody who thinks about leadership and writes about leadership um, that really um, I could connect with. Um, there's so many different books and and, and, uh, and TED Talks and videos and things, but you really have to find that one that just connects with you and that person who, who speaks to you when you when you hear them speak or read their words. And for me, um, I, I became and still am a massive fan of, of uh, Simon Sinek, who most people might know as the Start With Why guy. He had a very popular TED Talk. It's probably 12 years old by now. Um, and, uh, and one of the things that, that he talks a lot about um, is this concept of not 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 talking about or trying to convince people of, of what you're going to do or or um, but more about why why is it important and I hear a lot of people say that um, a lot you know tell me the why you know what is the why so I think his influence is being has been felt um, uh, since that time but what he did what it did was is I, I was really intrigued by the idea. I actually took the time to develop uh, my own why, and he has some resources that um, that can help you guide you through that process. And I did this a couple of years ago, and I actually carry it around on a little piece of paper in my wallet. Um, and so I'm just going to read you. Um, this is this is my why, so to speak. So my why is to bring people and ideas together in new ways, so that we can do more for the people we serve. And that is something that I reflect on very regularly. It's something that I think about. Um, I spent quite a bit of time actually crafting those words. Um, even though they're simple words, I wanted to put them together in a way that made sense. Um, and that's it. I mean, that that's, that's not it, but that's it. That's the core. It's the root of it. Um, especially with the role that I have now, it's easy to get pulled in a million different directions. Um, but when I think about, you know, my values, what's important to me, and when I think about what I can bring to the work that I do every day. Um, I feel like, you know, those words capture um, the essence of really um, how I'm able to, to be of most benefit to Missouri VR and to the people that we serve. So my mentor moment is to take the time to explore your why and actually write it out on paper um, and keep it with you, memorize it and use it. You heard it here first. Next time you run into Chris, when you're out, whip out your sheet of paper and show him your why. Or you can challenge me and say, hey, you said that you had that in your wallet. I want to see it. There I'll you go. It there you go. <laughs> yeah, well, Chris, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, chat with us and share your mentor moments and those big pieces of your life that have shaped your career. It's been great getting to know you and chat with you. And we thank you again for uh, spending some time with us. Pleasure is all mine, uh, Dr. Keener and Brayden. You guys do great work, and uh, it's, it's an honor to be uh, asked to do this. So thank you very much. Our pleasure. So if you're listening to this, that means that you're listening to Mentor Moments. That means that you're probably listening on either Spotify or Apple Music, or maybe you're listening some other way. Uh, we just want to recommend that you continue to listen. Uh, tune into some of our previous episodes um, and stay tuned. Subscribe to us um, because we'll have plenty more episodes coming your way as well.
In addition to the podcast, we have two other ways for you to stay connected with the Missouri Rehabilitation Association, Eastern Chapter, and Maryville University's Rehabilitation Counseling Program. We are proud to announce the creation of a YouTube channel and a blog. Both the blog and the YouTube channel will have all things related to the Missouri Rehab Association Eastern Chapter and Maryville University's Rehabilitation Counseling Program. Check us out.